Hello, everybody, and welcome to the seventh episode of the Traveling Chevaliers. My name is Craig. My name is Jen. And as always, we will be your host. I can't believe it's our seventh episode already. I know. I'm kind time of is flying. It is. I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah, me too. All right, we've got a great episode. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> I know. Me too. Uh, we, our friend Amanda Hitterman is going to be joining us in just a little while to talk to us about Voyager National Park. Yes, it's going to be the Hitterman show. It is going to be the Hitterman show. She's mm -hmm. probably the funniest person I've ever met. Yes, absolutely. Hands down, the funniest person I've ever met. Yep. So we're really looking forward to get to that in just a little bit. But before we do that, we wanted to talk a little bit about some of our more local excursions. So... We love going to New York City. Yes. We know a lot of people that do not. I was one of them, admittedly. Yep. Before. Yep. But we absolutely love going there. Why don't you tell everybody, Jen, about a couple of our experiences that we've had going from home here on a Canadian border down to New York City? So we took our boys down for spring break as we're in the midst of spring break time right now. Most people head down to Myrtle Beach or Florida. Yep. At the time I was working tax season, so spring break kind of cut half into tax the end of tax season. So we needed to go someplace a little closer, a little bit more manageable drive-wise. So we went with New York City. We drove down to Poughkeepsie and then we took the train from there right in. We did an Airbnb and spent three nights. I think it was three nights. Three nights in New York City with three of our boys. It was a great experience. I was a little unsure when we were planning the trip only because my previous trip in, I'll be honest, we were at a hockey tournament in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. A bunch of parents and kids took the train over for four hours and I was completely traumatized just being thrown in thrown out I was not interested in going back I'm so glad we took the boys there it was a completely different experience we did the Statue of Liberty we did uh, Central Park two of the boys went to the Yankees game with Craig yes the other one was not interested, so him and I walked around a little bit, and it was it was so much fun, though. So much fun. Yeah, we really, really enjoyed that trip with the boys, and we took three out of our four with us that time. Mm -hmm. um, we love just walking around. I love a spectacle. I love watching and being part of a spectacle. So I loved being in Midtown. I loved Times Square, just where there's a ton of people. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was great, and I'm so glad that we were able to show the boys a, a different side of New York City than they had been. They were obviously gone for the hockey tournament as well before, and it was different. Then our second time going was just you and I. Yep. He surprised me for my 40th birthday with tickets to see Moulin Rouge. Mm -hmm. It was epic, amazing, freaking fantastic. It was just everything wrapped up in a bow. And we did the same thing again. We took the train from Poughkeepsie into the city. We did an Airbnb right in the theater district. Yep. It was just, I mean, where can you go see a different show every night? It was just, ugh. Oh, yeah, it was, it was amazing. We really loved it. And so I've driven in New York City a couple times 
And while I can do it, and if I needed to, I would certainly do it again and I would be fine. But if we don't have to drive in the city, I don't want to drive in the city. Right. So we like to take the commuter train uh, in Poughkeepsie. It's the last stop and it, it takes right us into Grand Central Station. And uh, we just walk from there. And if we needed to uh, Uber or take a cab, we could do that. Uh, but I, I love parking the car in Poughkeepsie, taking the train in. It's, it's a leisurely. Convenient. Yeah, it's extremely convenient. And then we're right in the middle of everywhere we want it to be. Yeah. And I, our our Airbnb on that trip literally was across the street from the theater that we were going to. Yeah, it was amazing too. So we're walking from the train station to our Airbnb. You just, I don't think you ever know what you're going to find in New York City or any city for that matter. But there was, the road was closed off. Yeah. I, I can't remember which road it was. I'm sorry. Apologize yeah. for that. But there was probably what a mile of mm -hmm. food booths uh people selling sweaters and candle i mean you name it yeah you name it it's a huge street fair yes so i grabbed i got a scarf i think you did i think I did yeah we, we ate some food walking along mm -hmm. and then we wanted to sit and people watch yeah it was a gorgeous day it was september yep so fall was kind of setting into the city so it wasn't sweltering so that was nice and we spotted a rooftop bar and said, let's see if they have seats. And of course they did because the, those type of things happen yeah. when you're open-minded, yep. I think. I think so too. And we sat up there. We had a couple of drinks and an appetizer yep. and just watched the fair, the street fair down below. It From was, a rooftop bar in yeah, New York City. Just, just be open. Be open for it and, and go with the flow. It was it was just a wonderful trip. Yep, it was a wonderful trip. And we didn't expect half of the things that happened on that trip. We just no. kind of went with it. And mm. we were open to exploring things. And, and it really worked out well. Yeah. And we, of course, grabbed pizza after the show. Again, yeah. where else can you be when the show gets done at midnight? You can, I mean, the city was just alive. Yeah. And we went and grabbed some food and just... We're so grateful. Yep. We love visiting the city. I don't really want to live there. I like where no. I live, but yes. my goodness, I love to visit. Yeah. So hopefully at some point, you know, with with everything, we can get back and see a show. Right. Yes. When things open up and you're able to get back and see a show, absolutely go and do it. Yeah. Because it was just fantastic. Yeah. And we went again. Again, hockey brought us there. Yep. Uh, it was Christmas time, so we were able to see uh, the tree in Rockefeller Center, which was on my bucket list. Mine too, and we had never done that before, so that was a really nice treat. Mm -hmm. It was, it was. And we were walking back to our hotel, or no, not the hotel, excuse me. We were walking to take the train, to take the train. back to our hotel. And we saw a line wrapped around a bakery. <laughs> Just a long line. <laughs> and we looked at each other and said, oh, let's, we need to check this out. Yeah, let's get in line. <laughs> so we hopped in line and kind of whispered to the people behind us, like, so, so what, what are we in line for? What's, what's the big thing? And the couple in front of us turned around and they laughed. 
and they were locals and they said oh you have got to get the banana pudding that's what we're in line for but everything's great here so it turned out we were in line at the magnolia bakery yes. and they are known for their banana pudding yeah so we got that we grabbed a couple cupcakes and yeah we were not disappointed we had a great conversation with these people yep, and it turns out did. their friends were involved in Moulin Rouge and we're going to pass along our yes. amazing reviews to them. That's right. It's just, it was so fun. It was just a great conversation with people we'll never see again, Yep. but so much fun. Yep. It was a lot of fun and I'll never forget. We stood in line and we were like, well, what are we in line for? And they said, you've got to have the bread pudding. And inside, I'm thinking, bread or banana pudding? You've got to be kidding me. Really? And it turned out, so we got to the checkout. And we were like, all right, let's try this. And we each got some uh, banana pudding. And oh, my goodness, it yeah. was fantastic. So Magnolia Bakery, banana pudding, just do it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. We'll not regret it. That's right. And you could tell them Craig and Jen sent you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Okay, so the moment has arrived. Here we would like to introduce our friend, Amanda Hitterman. And I would like you to know that we've already told everybody you are the funniest person we've ever met. So you have big shoes to fill. I love being set up for failure. It's what I deal with every day. It's fine. It's fine. All right. Okay, so you are going to talk about Voyager National Park. We... Well, Matt had to Google it. Mm -hmm. So can you tell everybody where it is and how did you know about it? So Voyagers National Park is located in the northernmost boundary of Minnesota uh, between Minnesota and Canada. So it encompasses several lakes and an entire region that used to be paper mills, logging, and was the beginnings of the fur trade. And it is a national historic site for Native Americans as well on... The American side, it's Ojibwe. Um, my family started going there in the 1930s. It actually wasn't a national park until 1975. So we have pictures, someone in our small town. So I am from Tonica, Illinois, a town of 700 in Illinois. Okay. So my family somehow in the 1930s got sucked into going to this town near International Falls, Minnesota. Some people, it's usually on the news for being the coldest place in America. Okay. So you'll see it like um, on Good Morning America, they'll be like, National Falls is negative blah, blah, blah today. That is kind of where this is near. So it's the closest town. Okay. Um, so in the 30s, every, everybody in Tonica, all five of them, started going <laughs> together to the northernmost part of minnesota to go fishing uh and my family just kept going and before it became a national park there was still industry so you had fishing and trapping paper logging all that stuff going on while there was fishing and you fished at different times of the year so you had ice fishing if people went in the winter spring fishing and then your summer and fall fishing so they family just went and so we continued going um and then when it and there's private homes so you could have a home on an island there oh and you could have nice. you could have a home um on the shore and for football fans out there 
Bronco Nagurski of the Chicago Bears is actually from Lake Cabotogo, which is what I'll be talking about most. It's what I'm most familiar with. Okay. And he was a huge, huge bear. And it is because he actually lived on part of the lake that was only accessible by rowboat. And part of the reason he was so strong is they had a farm, well, they, as much as you can farm in the north woods of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And he would row in to town to get to shore. And so he just was huge. <laughs> like Bronco <laughs> Bill, Bronco Nagurski. And so in International <laughs> Falls, there's actually like a Bronco Nagurski museum. And also in International Falls, there is a giant Smokey the Bear statue, or as my cousin called him, much to our family's amusement, Smokey the Bear. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So there's a lot of things that you can see, but that is how it started. Um, It's a bunch of interconnected waterways. So it's not just Lake Capitogamo, which is a lake my family goes to, but there's Wow, Lake Namakin, and it's actually Boundary Water. So I haven't been there since the borders have changed, but you used to just be able to go in the water, like to Canada. Lake Namakin, part of it's American, part of it's Canadian. Yep. Um, I think part of the impetus for America turning it into a national park is because Canada started doing it, like they years before. So you can actually kind of see the difference in preservation okay. because they had stopped industry before that. Um, which is neat. And there's different kinds of water. There's deep lakes and shallower lakes. It's, it's very neat. It's beautiful. Very pristine place. Oh, I bet. I bet. So you're, you are not disappointing so far. Okay. I'm, I'm dying already. <laughs> so this is perfect. So for you guys, how did you get there? Did you go just drive? We drove. Uh, you can actually fly in National Falls. Um, the last time I was there, I was like 23, 24. Oh, that. Yeah, that was the last time. My family has gone since without me, jerks. Uh, I flew in. So you can fly in an International Falls Airport, and it depends on the lakes that you go to. Um, you can take puddle jumpers in, which is wow. <laughs> no thank you. Yep. <laughs> Not for me. But um, you can fly. Um, I, there's not a rail station that's close, but most people choose to drive because you're usually hauling a boat or if you're camping or blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So that is, that's how we, we would get there. But International Falls is essentially the jumping off point. Yeah, and we actually there. would skip International Falls. We would just drive past it. So, okay. But International Falls is kind of the transportation hub if you're not driving. It's also a place, um, there's more stuff because when it became a national park in 75, you couldn't do anything new. National parks are protected, so mm-hmm. uh, the resorts and things that were there can change hands, but like the homes on the islands that I was talking about, they have to remain in the family or then they go to the national park. Oh, so it's like okay. a, it's a whole thing. So you can't really build like a bunch. So there's not a bunch of business anymore there. Right. So if you want stuff, for the most part, if you're not going to bait and bite, I recommend bait and bite. Pet, the pancakes are great, and you can get good tackle, chartreuse spinners, people. <laughs> But, like, that's, like, the only thing. Like, there's a couple bait places that have, like, a tiny restaurant. And yep. Maybe you can get ice. But if you want to, like, do laundry or if you need medical care, you have to go to International Falls. Right. Like, you're, the residents travel, too. So, that's, like, 30, 35 minutes from this okay. place. All right. So, that leads right into the next question, like, for accom- accommodations. Where do you stay when you go? So, there's a lot of different avenues that you can take. So... 
You can stay in a resort, and I use the resort loosely. That word can be, it's more like fishing cabins. Now, some places do kind of have a more high-end experience, uh, and then there's very utilitarian places. Uh, you can also camp, so you can go out on islands and actually physically camp, or campsites that are on the shorelines. Uh, one year we did a houseboat, and that was phenomenal because wow. you can go farther in a house. It's a completely different experience because your house is traveling with you. So you can go to places that you would normally wouldn't go to on a day trip because you have to get back. Like, you know, it's right. dark. We got to get back. You can just park your boat. So that was, it was one of the coolest ways to experience a place. It made it almost brand new for me. And I've been going for years. Like I was a teenager at the time. So you know how teenagers are. Uh, <laughs> and I loved it. <laughs> like I thought it was the best thing in the world. Because it was. It was like a brand new place. Mm -hmm. Because you got to see places that you normally wouldn't have gone to because they were too far away. Sure. Or it was just a, a very intimate and beautiful experience with my family. And I don't, I'm not even kidding. Like it was great. <laughs> like, we had a great time. What a neat vantage point too. Oh, and, and yeah. Like you attach your fishing boat to your houseboat and like you just go and you just tie up and there um, there's different kind of campsites. So you have, and sometimes you have to reserve them and sometimes you don't. Uh, there's tent campsites and then houseboat sites. And then sometimes there's a combo so you can do a houseboat type, but they, the National Park does a great job of providing maps. Um, this year I'm actually going on August 9th. I should arrive, I'm so excited. Um, my mom has GPS in her depth finder and you can load the maps of the lakes onto it so you don't get lost anymore. Oh, wow. So it's like GPS for your car, but the National Park Service like provides these very detailed maps and it shows like where rocks are. If you're a boater, you know what I'm talking about. Like any sort of obstacle is mapped out in this thing. It's amazing. And where those campsites are, super cool. So now you don't need to be able to uh, navigate. It's there for you. The technology wow. is there. So it, it really changes, um, I think, the experience. Like, I have gone there forever, but I also, I haven't been there in a long time, and I am uh, directionally challenged. <laughs> Very much so. Completely relate. <laughs> and so, but I love GPS. Like, I can follow GPS. Sure. So this helps you, and it kind of, like, steers you, like, oh, you have to go down this side of the waterway. It, and so, yeah, you have buoys and everything that can teach you that, too, but... It's a very more comfortable experience for somebody that might be like, I don't know about a new lake. Wow. And my oh, mom got fantastic. it two weeks ago. That is. So how big is this national park? It's pretty big. I can't remember how big it is in comparison to like, it's not as big as the Yosemite, but it's it's a lot of water because it's different lakes and, and, and some of it touches protected lands as well so it's not part national park but it's more protected um a lot of people have heard of rainy lake in minnesota it's mm -hmm. adjacent to rainy lake um but it's it's fairly sizable oh. craig's gonna look it up for me i can't remember <laughs> that i cannot remember the hex acres that was not something i made it no, I don't know if you would, uh, if you'd know right off the top of your I, head. I used to actually know. <laughs> okay, so I was the kid that was obsessed with the visitor centers. So I, like, know the history. Like, it's called Voyagers National Park because the Voyagers, the French, Canadian, and French American, like, trappers were called Voyages, and they actually, like, went in, and that's why it's called that. So it's got a really unique history. 
And like they had cool hats and they had cool canoes and that is why I was like obsessed with them. I had one of the hats for a while. I could totally see you. Mm-hmm. Like a really, <laughs> really colorful stocking hat and it was really long and I was like, I am so cool. Paid way too much money for it. But yeah, I could pretty much like name every like native species at one point. Amazing. It was sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad. But it is, it is my favorite place ever. So. Yeah. So what kind of activities did you typically do? We are out, we are very big into fishing. There's fishing, hiking, um, skiing. That's Stella. She I, likes the hiking. She's my special guest. Um, all kinds of water sports. Uh, there's different kinds of boating too. So there's one lake called Locator Lake. You make a reservation and you get a key and it's actually a portage lake. So you get... You take your normal boat to the dock and you can either take your own canoe and portage it, which I do not recommend, or you can hike back and then you take your key and you unlock a cabinet and there's a rowboat and you're in this beautiful interior tiny lake and it doesn't have motorized vehicles on it. And it can just be like you and your family. Um, It was me and my cousins and my uncle and my one cousin didn't like bugs and he was freaking out and that is when my uncle looked at me and goes, you should have been my son and it is like a moment... (laughs) That will stick with me my whole life. So thanks, Uncle Bob, for that. Christopher, you suck. Um, <laughs> but, like, I have these memories. Okay, that is also, um, like, so you can also do, like, blueberry picking and everything when it's in season. I think that's, like, May, June, and we went maybe July. So, like, we were blueberry picking there because it's, like, beautiful. That hike back is beautiful. Um, but there's bears, and uh, one time I had put my headphones and I was like, I'm going to go for a jog while you guys blueberry pick. And I was I just wanted away from my sisters. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm running back. Just imagine me. Just like. Da, 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 go Derek. Da. Oh, go God, down yeah. there. With like my, uh, my Walkman. And I'm just like running. And I ran straight into a mama bear and two baby bears. Cause oh. But because there were so many blueberries, you weren't aggressive. And they teach you, like, you get a lot of bear safety. Like, you're supposed to, like, not run away and, like, all this. I ran away. (laughs) (laughs) I looked at these bears. I looked at these bears. And the mom looked at me and I looked at her. And she looked at me. And I looked at her. And I ran. (laughs) I ran back to my family. All I can picture is Amanda getting chased by a mama bear and two cubs with your Walkman on. Listening to Metallica's Black Album, let's be real, people. Like, no, it was it was an experience. But no, she didn't chase me, but I did not do any of my, like, be big, be loud. No, I was just like, oh, I'm out. <laughs> like, all that training wasted. All that training wasted. Like, you know, you have those defining moments, and I was like, Next time you stand up to the bear, because you've seen the bear now. And I actually, <laughs> when I was little too, we were sitting, I was I was little. So I was probably like seven. I was sitting on my grandpa's lap on the deck of a cabin. And we we're on the top of this beautiful hill. And it's like these rocks down and just view of the lake. And we're like playing go fish or something and watching the sunset on the lake. And it's like gorgeous. And I had my hand like on the top of a trash can. I felt something silky smooth. I looked down. It was a bear's head. Juvenile bear just was stealing her trash. Uh-huh. So they're much um, better about educating, like, the community now, too, about, like, you don't feed the bears. You don't leave your trash out. 
and they're so they're more controlled but like there was just a bare hand under my hand and i was like hey so like <laughs> i was seven so i was just like oh my god there's a bear and then he took the trash and left this little baby bear but yeah so you are gonna encounter wildlife um we've been chased off islands and stuff too but again, like if you're camping, they have places where you can actually lock up your food and haul it up into a tree. Yeah. And they teach you, they push safety a lot, as they should. Yeah. You're but, not going to be Leonardo DiCaprio in Revenant. Uh-uh. No, <laughs> no because, you know, because I was like, I'm out. <laughs> I just ran away. Yeah. But like, but if there hadn't been those blueberries, she might have been aggressive. So that's right. too, like you have to look at the time of year that you're going and go to the visitor center and talk to the people there. They want to tell you, like, what to do and not do. Mm-hmm. So don't be like me. Don't run away. That's right. <laughs> Pay attention to the training, kids. Yeah, don't don't look at the bear in the eyes and just be like, no. <laughs> this is not my time. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, my God. This is fantastic. Um, so we, you've kind of gone over this a bit, but do you have any other experiences there that you want to share with us? So we used to go a couple of times a year. So we'd actually do spring fishing, which means that you're really there for fishing Um, because a lot of those cabins, and again, things have evolved and changed. Like the place we're staying at this year, it's like a hotel. Like I'm, what? You're like in a fancy house. And it used to just be like, here's a fork (laughs) and a cup and it's not insulated. So um, we, but we would go, and so you can have a different experience uh, depending about the time of year that you go. So if you're a big boater and sports fan, you go when it's warm so you can ski and tube and, and canoe and do all those things. Um, one time I was canoeing with one of my uncles again. There's a common theme here. And so we're like canoeing in the bay in this beautiful giant fiberglass canoe again. It's like 15-year-old me. It's like, with my uncle, and he's so great. And then he starts flooding the canoe in the middle of the bay (laughs) because he wants me to die. I'm not sure. He didn't really want me to die, but he really just wanted me to paddle as fast as I could home. And as we are pulling into the dock, literally I'm paddling as fast as I can, just screaming at him because I'm I'm a great swimmer. I would be fine, but I was like terrified that we were going to sink the resort's canoe. He didn't care. He didn't care. Uh, but I knew that if we did the thing where you flip it, I wasn't going to get back in. Like, <laughs> I'm a little top heavy. I'll just put that out there. So I was like, I knew that it did not matter. I wasn't getting back into this canoe. I'd be swimming. Uh, so, yeah, that was a great memory. And one time I was tubing with my uncle, the other uncle. Oh, my uncles. And um, they, again, it was a stress test to see. Will she survive? Like I was their, I was their stress test for their children because they're. I'm about ten years older than my sister and um, my first cousin, so they're just like, "Hey, get on the tube." And so I did because why not? And I thought I was gonna die. Um, it was great, but I literally had to be towed into shore because when I flew off at fifty miles an hour. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I couldn't get back on the train. <laughs> um, and then there's places I actually made a note. I wanted to talk about this. This is important. So it's not all uncles trying niece side stories. <laughs> there is nice things, um, but 
there is such beautiful history there and there's beautiful places and there's just pristine nature and you get to be with it and you get to see how other people interacted with it. And there's this place called the Rock Garden and it's actually the Ellsworth Rock Garden. It was created by Jack Ellsworth in the 1940s before it became a national park. And so it was his private residence and he was like a hippie artist before like that was, he was avant-garde, I guess that's a great way to put it. And so he had a beautiful like big cabin and he did these sculptures out of rocks and Blah, blah, blah. Wow. And so when I was a kid, it had kind of fallen into disrepair, but it was great hiking. And as when we were children, we weren't supervised. So I would just go by myself <laughs> into the wilderness <laughs> and like hang out. And it's one of my favorite places because at the time it was kind of like decaying and weird. And it explains a lot about my goth aesthetic as an adult. <laughs> like it was just amazing. And uh, I actually can't wait for Noah to see it. They actually have reconstructed most of it now. And so it's really pristine now and beautiful. And part of me is kind of sad because it was kind of cool being a pile of junk that was scary. But this is going to be like such a way to see how it used to be and how like Jack saw the world. And so right. I'm excited to see that. Like my mom is actually doing a special trip. And that is actually where I caught my first right. northern pike was right off of the rock garden because there's a really great place to fish there oh nice so yes there's amazing fishing um different kinds of creatures and lake namakin which is an adjoining lake um is much deeper than lake cabotogama and so there's sturgeon and so people will be fishing just like i'm fishing and they will pull up a sturgeon that is the size of their boat <laughs> and one time um my mom tells a story i didn't get to witness this but they were fishing and there was a boat next to them because the cold water has like big, nice, beautiful, giant walleyes. And so they think they're getting a monster walleye. And the person looks over and screams and throws their fishing pole because they brought up a sturgeon that was the size of the boat. Because sturgeon oh don't God. fight. Because oh. well, they're just like, I'm a giant dinosaur. Who's going to get a sturgeon? You know what I mean? Like, I'm a giant dinosaur. So they split up. <laughs> and so this person said, calling the line just screamed and threw their fishing pole. So... <laughs> There's just memories like that. Like, it's just one of the most, it's magical. Yeah. Just a magical place. And you can see Boca the Bear, and you can see the Bronco Nagurski Museum, and you can just go and see just the preservation of nature. And it's just beautiful. And back in the day, you used to just be able to go to Canada, like right there all the time. So we would go, like, just go to Canada. It's fun. Nice. It's not the same, though. So this will be Noah's first trip. Yes. Yeah, that's great. My first trip was when I was like four months old really? for spring fishing. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun to share with Noah. We just um, last year we took the boys to a place where Jenny's family yeah, yeah always vacationed. Mm -hmm. So that'll be nice for you. Yeah, it's especially really good for Noah. Yeah, it's just it's one of those places where, and again, I think part of it was I was like the only kid for so long. Besides my uncles, who weren't actually kids, but they're adults, but acted like children. Uh, and so I, I had just so many adventures, just like climbing up things that I shouldn't and swimming and just, it, it was amazing. And like the resorts are really catered to families. And so mm -hmm. you have, you kind of have like your gang and sometimes you start booking to be with your gang every year. Like, oh, when are you guys coming back? Right. So it's just a, a really great community. The um, Most of the resorts are run by families. And so they're people that, you know, you're in, you're, you know them your whole life. Like we've gone 
to visit them and stuff like that. Right. Wow. That's yeah, great. It's a yeah. beautiful place. I mean, that kind of leads into the next thing. Like, would you recommend this as a solo trip, a family, romantic, all of the above? Whew. Um, I think that solo, it would be great if you were like searching deep within yourself. I don't think <laughs> I don't think it would be great to like go camping solo there just because there is like wildlife. Um, but I do think like you can have a romantic experience. You could uh your family obviously it would be super fun i think you could have friends weekends you could do all kinds of stuff like it's Ooh, a great friends weekend i think would be yeah yeah that like sounds... and it, you don't have to be big into fishing they have enough stuff that if you just like water if you like hanging out like mm -hmm. there's really cool places it's just it's just a beautiful place it's beautiful i love it <laughs> <laughs> There is, I will tell one more thing and then I'll, I'll be quiet. It's just hard for me. So there's, in Lake Namakin, there's like often like that the steam fog that's like on top of the water. Mm -hmm. oh, and because yeah. Namakin borders Canada, a lot of it is more, um, more was more protected. So a lot of the islands were uh, sacred to the native peoples and the First Nations. And it's just beautiful. And there would be these pine-covered mounds, and then almost looks like steam on the water, and you're just you feel so privileged to be there. I was like 12, and I was like, "This is this is God around me." <laughs> like looking out the corner, like right. And like when I die, I just want to be thrown on one of those islands. Like it's I I kid you yeah. not. Like that's just. It sounds amazing. It is amazing. And I think it's one of our least visited national parks. I'm a national park nerd, so I will have to say that like I it is my goal in life to go to every national park. I love them. I think that they're one of our gifts. People do go missing in them, which I'm very fascinated <laughs> with as well. Um, but, it, you know, I think it's one of those resources that people don't take enough advantage mm -hmm. of. And I think it's probably because it's like in northern rural Minnesota. And I'm like, I don't know. No, it's beautiful. Just go. You know, if you love national parks so much, um, I read a book a couple months ago. I can read, Amanda. I'm shocked and appalled. Uh, there's a book called The Big Burn by Timothy Egan. And it's about the first real big forest fire in like 1909 that affected the United States. But it's really about how the National Park Service really got started. And it's a really, really good read if you wanted to... Uh, I totally agree with that. And yeah. I know that, like, there's this was one of the later national parks, too. And I'm sure it was really difficult for the residents. I know that there's still some generational feelings about, like, why did this become a national park and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think when you see the amount of preservation and, and what what this place represents to, I think, the, the people that have lived there and the people that visit, you know, it's it's why we should have national parks. Like it, right. it was really, I've been going there. So again, I was like four months old, I think. An April trip, I was born in December. So I was a little bitty baby. <laughs> they, I mean, I would be in the boat in a walker. Wow. <laughs> like my first memories for that. Like it was just. This explains so much. Yeah. They put minnows in my tray and I would chase them with my little baby hands. Like that. We're getting a little glimpse mm -hmm. into how you became you. Yeah, why I'm it's insane. So many things make sense yeah. right now. Why I'm covered in scars. Here, go play in the wilderness. Here's a <laughs> stack. Like, 
Watch out for bears. Be loud. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, and then on to the wildlife. You told us about the bears. What else is there for so wildlife? It's Northwood, so um, I have seen, actually seen moose there, which is oh. which is cool. They're not as common as they used to be. I believe there are wolves. They're kind of rare. Um, bears, black bears, not brown bears, black bears. You know, raccoons, the, the normal. Um, but yeah, like that Northwoods wildlife is really there. A lot of deer. The moose was pretty cool, though. They're bright mm-hmm. orange there. Really? Yeah. I've oh, never cool. even heard of that. I well, you know how sometimes deer are like a different color too, yeah. depending on the region. Yeah. It's kind of like that. I think there's gray wolves. Wow. Mm. That is really wow. Um, I I think you've kind of convinced us, but no, you should go. Why would you recommend visiting here? Can you tell our listeners? As I said about five hundred times, it's beautiful. Um, <laughs> and there's a lot to do. So again, if you're not a fisherman, you can still like go on a boat ride. You can still go hike. You can still um, have lunch on a an island. You can see different kinds of wildlife. They have different programs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the visitor centers have different programs. You can go on. Like when I was little, one of my favorite things was to make my family take me to one of the programs because you got to like have a, like a park ranger would come. Which a like I was a thousand percent behind. I was like, yes, park ranger, tell me everything. <laughs> and they. <laughs> So you'd have this park ranger and they would do like different programs like here's the animals or like here's a different kind of fish in the lake. And I was just fascinated by it. And one time I actually got, um, what is that preservative that you put dead things in? Formaldehyde? I got formaldehyde all over my hand because of Jarley. (laughs) (laughs) And that's one of like my memories is like my rubber hand because I had to like wait until we left because we were in a cabin in the middle of nowhere and I had like a formaldehyde hand. (laughs) I'm making a formaldehyde hand gesture, which you cannot see because this is not a visual medium, but yeah, it <laughs> memory sound weird, but like that was, again, like, I'll never forget that lady who got yeah. formaldehyde on me and she like, and that's how I knew it was a bear pelt when I had that bear under my hand because we got to feel the different pelts of the animals. Beavers, they have beavers there too. Uh, and otters, I forgot because I also am a huge otter fan. And these aren't like the creepy raper otters. These are like nice little lake otters. They're very sweet. And like they hold hands and float. No, otters can be very violent, but these are like nice otters. At least I tell myself that. (laughs) Like the otters and the beaver are really interesting to watch. So you don't have to, again, you can be in the boat. Like I was, I would read and like have my pole in the water and like watch otters. It was great. (laughs) That's awesome. Yes. So you have already told us so you're going back this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think you're going to try to go back more and more? Oh, yeah. Last year was actually supposed to go, but COVID happened. And sure. where I work, like, you couldn't really travel. Right. Um, but they went last year and, like, sent me pictures and just drove me up a damn wall. Um, and I'm so excited to go back. So it's me and my sisters and my mom and my stepdad and my son. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a great trip. Yeah. And we have a giant yes. cabin. And so it's just going to be, it's never the same as when you're little. You know, you look through right. it through the eyes of an adult. But I just can't wait for him to have yep. that magic. Like, so a lot of the resorts just have like a little beach. And I remember I would snorkel. Legit. I had flippers. I had the snorkel. I had the goggles. And I would like catch fish. Or um, I remember bass keep their babies with them. 
And so, like, one of the docks at the resorts we were at, like, had a bass of her babies. And I would, like, have my snorkel and my wetsuit, legit. And, like, I'd be watching, like, under the dock. Like, I was that kid. Because <laughs> it was so cool. Again, to, like, see, because you don't think of fish as mothers. And there's this mom bass. And she's got her babies. And, like, it's just, like, it's so cool. Cool thing. Nice. Mm-hmm. My poor mother, like, spent many hours reading while I was in the water. Just doing things. You're attracted to wildlife families. Yeah. Bass, bear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otters. Like, otters. Otters use little tools. They like open up their clams with little rocks and you can watch them and they're just like so cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna bring one home. So are you gonna put Noah in a canoe and try to flood it? And no. Because he he'll react. He will... <laughs> He will never go in a canoe again if I do that. I'm a little bit worried about him on the boat. He's not super happy about that. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. He does love to swim. So I'm just hoping that I can convince him with that. Yeah. Yes. But he loves to fish. We may actually go fishing this afternoon. Like, that's his oh, jam. There you go. So he's already got his tackle box because he's a, he's a fisherman. Right, yeah. So I hope that his first big fish catching experience isn't like mine. Mine was faked. My, my uncles and my grandpa <laughs> these uncles i need to meet you them. know we do we need to have them on the show uh, no because <laughs> they'll tell you about the time i drink too much tequila and it's really embarrassing so never try to out drink your uncles who are six three and six eight okay okay just like just note to self so I'm a little off, and I'm in, my, I'm in that life jacket, actually, with that pole, <laughs> perhaps wearing that bucket hat. There's a picture of me at the lake. So I'm, like, chilling, and I'm in the front of the boat, and my grandpa had the trolling motor and his Swisher Sweets in the back of the boat. And I'm talking because it's me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not paying attention, and my, they see my line go back. So they take my line up, and my grandpa had caught, like, the world's tiniest perch. There's a picture in there, I think, of this moment. <laughs> And like put it on my hook and then put it back in. And I didn't notice because I was talking. <laughs> I'm like maybe four or five. And then they like say, hey, get your fish. I'll never forget the feeling of elation that I finally caught a fish. I probably caught more fish than they just like hopped themselves off the line. <laughs> but like they reeled it up and I'll never forget being like, holy hell, like I am a fisher person. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> I was so proud of myself. They didn't tell me for years. I think I was a teenager oh when they were goodness. finally like, we have something to tell you. And I'm like, what? You have cancer? Like, no, we faked your first fish. <laughs> I was so upset. It was like the same devastating level. But I'll never forget that. The same What? What? My whole life that perch was, was not real. My childhood was a lie. I was like, what? Yeah. There, okay, here's another story. There's also, when you're driving into Lake Capitogama, and I there will be pictures posted on the website. I brought them. There's a big concrete walleye with a saddle that you take a picture with. And of course you do. Yes, you ride it. You, like, you sit on it and you I've take a picture. I've seen that picture. We're totally posting it. I have many throughout my life, and part of the excitement is to see, oh, how do they paint the wall this year? <laughs> do they repaint it? <laughs> like, you nerd out over, like, is it going to be accurate, or do they use vibrant colors? Like, it's a whole thing. Oh, the sign going to Lake Capitola. So, yes, if you go, 
You are required to climb on top of the concrete walleye and take a picture. You just have to. Okay. You have right. to do it. Done. It has a saddle. Absolutely. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, it has a saddle. Obviously. You gotta get on yeah, it. Right. I mean, whenever I see a saddle, I'm like, it's time to ride. <laughs> time to ride. You know? <laughs> you got to. Yes, you do. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything else to add? No, I just... Just try it. I know, again, it's a forgotten national park. I think there was actually an article a few years ago about it, like actually says the forgotten national park. Um, it's a great place. I think it's underutilized. Go go check it out. If you like lakes, streams, beavers, otters, mama bears, go check it out. Yes. Fantastic. Stay away from the bears, though. <laughs> <laughs> or at least listen to your training listen. and don't turn tail and yeah, run. Make sure it's blueberry season. Yes. And you're fine. That's and right. You're supposed to be large and loud. And when you're hiking, actually be loud and wear bright colors. And then you scare the bears. Bears don't want anything to do with you. They're really more annoyed that you're like there. Mm-hmm. It's the moms. The boys will leave you alone because they're mom. <laughs> right? Am I right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Am I right? They're not going to put some work in. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, then. <laughs> Thank you so much for yes, joining us today. Up. It was a lot of fun just learning about Voyagers National Park, which we didn't know anything about. Uh, and uh, you tell really great stories. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Sorry I almost died multiple times in my childhood with my uncles. Sorry. I actually was picturing Dante's Peak when they were <laughs> rowing. Right. Oh, my God. The granny pushing. No, yeah. my, my legs didn't melt off. I was more panicking because, again, I was like, oh, we're going to lose the canoe. And we're going to get in trouble. And my uncle was like, he worked for eight. He had money. He did not care about this canoe. He cared about torturing me. And I was like, I'm not going to get back into the canoe if it goes under. Like, just like, oh, my God. And now I think about it. I should have just watched it sing and just, like, looked at him with my arms crossed. That's me now would do that. Yeah, so you now, I can me definitely now, I just be like, sing that. it. Go ahead. Mess around and find out, sir. <laughs> Like, but back in the day, I was like, no, God will be very angry. I'm going to have to go to confession about that. <laughs> I'm so sorry I sank the boat. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry I let Brett sink the boat. I'm sorry. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, yes, Amanda. Uh, we had a great time and mm-hmm. a lot of laughs. And uh, what do we have coming up at our next episode, Jen? Do we know? We don't know. Get we'll ready for the next episode. It's, whoever comes <laughs> up next has got a, a really tough act to follow. I can tell you about Tonic, Illinois, too, someday if you want to know. Tourist destination. <laughs> There's a gas station. Add that to the list. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening today. Uh, don't forget to follow our blog at www.thetravelingchevaliers.com. And uh, thanks for listening. We hope to talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Like and subscribe.